Okay, Chris Paul. Yes. NBA draft day. But before we get into the draft, we got to get into the big trade. Big Ben, K-Win. We're here live, nofilter.net, broadcast live every week. If you miss us, you can listen to our audio podcast. It's on Apple. It's on Pandora. It's on Spotify. It's on iHeart. It's everywhere. If you like the Kelsey brothers, you're going to love us. If you like Pat McAfee, you're going to adore us. If you're more of a Stephen A. fan or J.J. Reddick fan, you come to us. Big, big K-Win. We're not only basketball, we're baseball, we're football. Maybe a little pickleball, but today it's basketball, Big Ben. <laughs> Get off the mainstream, huh? Let's see some alternative opinions, takes, and, and overall, I would say, best estimations on what's going to happen this upcoming season in the NBA. And that changed a bit today. It did. CP3, now in the Bay. We don't want to talk Porzingis and what happened to the Celts. Marcus Smart. You want to focus on what happened. My question to you, who's making these calls right now for the Warriors? Mike Dudley, the new guy in charge, coming out. Guns blazing. Do you want to hear my theory on Bob Myers? I don't. There's no source. This is coming from my head. I think he stepped away because the Warriors have a lot of tough decisions to make. Like Draymond opts out. Do they offer him? 25 million plus over three years, over five years. What do you do about Clay? Do you break up the dynasty? Do you upset Steph? I think Bob Myers is like, I got my four titles. I'm friends with all of them. I'll see them in the Hall of Fame. I'm out. I think you're right. I, I think the Bay Area is very much an area or place where, you know, you're the CEO of an organization and it tanks. You're blackballed from ever being a CEO again. Bob Myers did the right thing. Now, what Mike Dunleavy has done at least if I follow his mindset in Poole's contract, goodbye. Yeah. Draymond opts out. CP3, hello. We're going to get him on not a – we'll get him for what we get him. But then the idea that we can bring Draymond back potentially. Yeah. And then everyone's happy again. And then Draymond punches CP3 during a practice and we're not happy again. <laughs> You're a – you're a Bay Area guy. How do you see this? I love the trade. There's 144 million reasons why they should have gotten rid of Jordan Poole. But I'll give you a couple of them. Number one, he turns the ball over too much. He averaged like 3.4 turnovers. I think he committed over 200 turnovers last year. And one of the Warriors' Achilles heels in the playoffs was turnovers. Now, that's not all Jordan's fault, but that was a large part of his fault. The second part is he's got that him disease where he thinks he's him. He's feeling himself. See game one of the playoffs versus the Lakers, that 45-footer that he shot? He should have deferred to Steph or to Clay. He takes so many shots because he thinks he's the guy. Well, he's the third or fourth option with CP3. He's not going to turn the ball over, and he's going to get the shooters their shots. The key will be they got to load manage CP3. They can't play him 34, 33 minutes like they did in Phoenix, or else he's going to blow out a hammy. Play him about 23 minutes. Play my boy Brandon Pozinski from San Clara, and we're good for another playoff. The, the one thing you missed there is they had to find someone that would actually take Jordan Bull, and thank God for the Wizards had just said we're going to stink this year. Give us a contract. We'll bury it. And we'll write it up. Qatar just invested 
the the country of Qatar just invested in the Washington Wizards. So they have an influx of money somehow. Uh, what you said about CP3, let me, CP3, I was listening to Bill Simmons and, and his reference to probably not himself, but others reference him as the point guard, point God, excuse me. I, I took a step back. I go, so my point God growing up was Gary Payton, far and away. So if you draw parallels in their in their careers, if you would, Gary absolutely fell off a cliff after he left Seattle for the He most became part. the mitten. Yes. <laughs> he was the mitten. He was the oven glove, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but if here's the abstract you can take with CP3. He's played with really good players. Yeah. Like, listen, I can dish out assists to Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. That's pretty easy. And it's going to be easy against this year. If you take him, just take CP3 away and look at his stats. Yeah, they're nice. But then I also remember watching him try to close out Milwaukee and him just dribbling around the key because he didn't want to put up a shot. Yeah. Now, the trouble comes down in the playoffs when guys double clay, Steph, Locke, what's CP3 going to do? I mean, free throw line jumpers are nice, but it's not going to win you NBA titles. I think... I think I, they wanted Poole. I think no, I think I think yes. This was more of a correction to get Poole out of there than it was yes. to get CP3. Like that's that's what I see. Like people are going to want Here's what the last thing I'll say about Jordan Poole. He will be the NBA's most improved player. Cuz he's going to get every shot he wants while he's down there or while he's in Washington. Kuzma's probably going to be gone. No one else is going to put up buckets. Poole's going to be the most improved player. Um and he might be a bargain next time he's a free agency at the contracts he's currently at. Let's I'm gonna see. flip it. I'm gonna I think Poole's gonna struggle. Like he got his bag, he got his contract. He struggled this year. He didn't shoot well from three, he didn't shoot well from the field, he turned the ball over, and he's playing with the two best shooters of all time. Imagine him playing with Corey Kispert and some randoms from the Wizards. He's gonna get double teamed. There's gonna be no space. I think he's gonna go down as one of the worst contracts signed in the last couple of Ooh, years. Ooh, I like And this. the Warriors did this because they got $140 million off their books. You got to pay CP $30 million this year. That's fine. But next year, you can decline his option, and you have all this flexibility for Draymond, for Clay, and for hopefully another fresh free agent to come in a big, preferably, who can take them this and third, take the this, torch from staff. The third guy in this trade that no one, we're not, Tyus Jones, that no one's going to talk about, right? But I, I look at that and I go, would you rather have Tyus Jones or CP3 for the next two to three years? Tyus Jones. Exactly. So all these people are making out like we got some, we got CP3, the point god. Like, my point is the Bay Area needs to temper expectations. I know you as a fan, right? We got CP3. You talked about load management. We talked. I talked about how he can't get a shot up in, in crunch time, nor do you want him shooting in crunch time, in my opinion, especially with the team he's on now. And then they say his locker room leadership is going to be – but everyone knows that Steph team. Steph knows how to win. Clay knows how to win. Those guys know how to win. I mean, CP3 might be just – I don't know. I don't know what role he actually plays on the team other than your load management – 
defer to him maybe down the stretch in some regular season games, but I, I, it's not that exciting. I think the bigger storyline is just getting rid of Jordan Peele in that contract. Poor I'm going to bring it full circle. Peyton got his ring in Miami when he played with Shaq and D-Wade. So CP3 maybe needs to call GP and just figure out how does he blend in? How does yep. he just make it work? Yep. And I think the biggest reason for this trade, other than the contract, is in the playoffs, if CP3 is playing 20 minutes a game, he's not going to turn the ball over, and he's going to create opportunities for their second unit. How much? I don't know. To be determined, the Warriors still have to make some other moves. Do what you have to do to get that ring, CP3. If that means scrub the floor at the end of practice, do it. Like, or else, you know, because that's, or else you're Charles Barkley. You know, and and Chuck's got over that being a great announcer and and uh, sports commentator. But um, yeah, do whatever you got to do, CP3. Before we move go? off the Warriors, did you see their draft pick? I did not. I did not. Sorry, I was after after I saw my boy uh, Grady Dick get drafted, I opted out or actually had to go throw. Candy. You're gonna hear a lot from me. I'm smiling ear to ear, ear to ear. Brandon Prozinski. Brandon Posinski, 6'4", maybe 6'5", point guard from Santa Clara University, drafted by Woo! your Golden State Warrior. This is back-to-back -back years that Santa Clara, my Broncos, have had a first-round pick. Jalen Williams to the Thunder last year, Posinski this year, Steve Nash, several other years. Broncos, three first-round picks. But here's why Listen. I love this pick, and I'm not the biased Bronco here. He was co-player of the year. He can shoot it off the dribble, in space, playing with the Splash Brothers. He can win now. He can play now. He's a 39-inch vertical. He was the most impressive player at the Combine. He's not flashy, but he gets it done. Gets to the rack, gets to the hoop. He's going to be big on that second unit. And CP3 is going to mentor him. Brandon Pusinski, go Broncos. You didn't oversell Brandon for any of our listeners. They're going to tune into a Golden State Warriors game, and when he's getting four minutes a game, they're going to wonder how, what the heck you were talking about. Can we talk about this? Am I Listen, am I the only? He's going to put up buckets next year. Okay, okay? You defend defend your your Broncos all the way. I would too. Listen, if it was a Cougar. Let's do a little, little bet. Do a little bet. If he averages more than ten points a game next year, you have to buy yourself your own. Brandon Pazinski jersey. Done. Yes. Will replace my Nurkic jersey. Absolutely done. 10 points or more. Am I alone in this? Can we talk a little bit about the draft just in general? Yeah, yeah. I'm where, off the Warriors now. Let's get on the Where it now. seems as though every draft pick, I go, who? Yeah. What? You know, I watched the NCAA tournament, and of course I can recollect, but let's be honest, FAU was in the, uh, the, the Final Four. San Diego State, there weren't some big name, you know, blue blood schools. So you got guys like um, going from Duke that played four minutes a game, but yet are being drafted in, you know, Derek Lively, excuse me, the second in the lottery. I mean, this is to me, it's it's you got a blend of players that are seniors that or in Grady Dick's uh, freshman. And then it's I don't know any of these guys. I don't know how to, I, I'm not buying their jersey. I'm not, you know, I, I don't know how to tie a, a tent pole to them in a sense. 
So tell me, tell me why I've never heard of any of these players. And is it just, is it going to be this way from here on forward? Scoot Henderson, if they didn't plug him for the last seven days on ESPN, I wouldn't know who that guy is either. Where, am, I am think I wrong? it's going to continue lost? to be like this because the game has expanded and there's so many different avenues for you to play in high school, out of high school, before you get drafted. So there's G League now. And G League, the number one knock on G League is, is I don't know when their game's on. I don't know when they play. I don't know any of their players. And then you've got prospects who get hurt, and it's all about potential. Derek Lively was the number one ranked player this year going into Duke. But he got hurt. He didn't play. And so they're banking on what he did in high school, and that potential is going to crystallize in the NBA. But it's all about potential. It doesn't matter if you have five points, six points. As long as you've got a million followers and you can jump high and you look good in an NBA uniform, you're probably going to get drafted in the lottery. I feel I feel like we're going to see a, a circumstance where like a the best high jumper in in you know college sports get drafted in the second round. And the funny the reason I say that, and the I, I don't want to weigh the inimportance of the draft anymore, but I don't believe it's all that important. Other than say this year when you got your top Wemby who people are lauding as, you know, the best prospect of this decade, of this generation. Ever. Ever. But you have teams sending like six to, you know, how many second round draft picks got, got traded by, um, I forget the team now, but it was four second round draft picks in, you know, sequential years from here on out. That just tells you that means nothing. The second round means little to nothing unless you find Jokic. That's like the only one they can reference that's gone in the second round that has panned out. Draymond. So, okay. Jeez. That's all I have, but I, I hear that's it. That's all. I, I, so my point is that you, you say potential. I think the NBA is going to, I mean, we've seen international waters get scoured now. You know, any international player coming across playing anywhere now is found. So I, I don't, I, I should, as a sports, as a basketball fan, I'm saying I should be more inclined to be invested in the NBA draft. I just can't get that. I feel you. I mean, this was the draft where you've got Wimby, Victor Wimbamba, who's the overall number one, the no-brainer, and then Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. And then after that, it's pretty much an even playing field of like who's going to fill what role on what team and maybe someone will grow into it. I wouldn't get too disappointed about the draft overall. I just think it was a down year. Oh, and I look at this, I'm like, all right, who'd Portland pick up? And then when does Portland play San Antonio at home so we can go watch Mr. Wemby in, in person? And then you had twins get drafted back to back. That was awesome. I mean, how much does Amen have over Asur, his brother, since he got drafted one, you know, one tick above him? I wonder why, which one is like older that got born first? Because what if he's like, I was drafted before you and born ahead of you? (laughs) Throwing Legos at his head. Can I talk about Wimby real quick? Yeah, let's talk about Wendy. His wait, wait. Can you lead with 
his uh, his first pitch in uh, in little, New York. It was a little low and inside. I'm a left-handed hitter. It was a little low and inside, but I do appreciate the windup, and he really tried to throw it. He, if you're like his PR person, don't you get him maybe an hour just to throwing a ball and like you know mimicking? I mean, not that that's a horrible thing, but you would like you would think you'd want to look back at that and be like, hey, boom, 65 down the gut rather than 62 nearly in the stands. I mean, but. unless it was a slider <laughs> or a cut fastball, but on the shoe tops, he did try to go for it. But Wimby, the greatest NBA prospect since LeBron James. He is essentially a 6'2 guard in a 7'4", 7'5 body. He can do it all. Here's my hot take on Wimby. It would be like if Tim Duncan and KD had a kid. That kid would be Wimby. He can score at all three levels. He can defend. He can rebound. He's athletic. He can escape off the dribble. He played in the same French league as Rudy Gobert and had 50 more blocks than Rudy the Big Baguette. And here's my hot take on Wimby. I got to get ready. Here's my hot take. He is going to win the Defensive Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year next year. No one as a rookie has ever won Defensive Player of the Year. But this 7-4 can defend the rim. He can do it all. I'm excited to see him play. I just hope San Antonio gets some pieces around him. Is he going to be down there enough to block? Like, I... I just don't after watching some some tape of him, I, I actually sat down here for about ten hours and, and went drug through the Wimby tapes. <laughs> after watching some tape, isn't he I look at him more of a perimeter player where I don't think if I'm the San Antonio Spurs, I I necessarily maybe on defense I plant him in the key, but I don't and then is he is he tough enough? Is he strong enough? Is he how many times do you get posterized before he stops trying to block shots? He's Rudy Gobert, but better. He's seven four. You have to put him in the middle. He's going to defend. Listen, he's not gonna. He's gonna get his blocks in the paint, but he's also getting his blocks from someone thinking they can shoot, and he goes like this. Defensive Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year. You heard it here first. And Brandon Posinski is going to average 10 points, four <laughs> points a game. And Big Ben's going to buy his jersey. All right. What else you got on Wimby? That's all I got on Wimby. Actually, LeBron James signed a $90 million shoe deal with Nike. Nike's biggest stars right now in contract are LeBron, Katie, Giannis, Kyrie. Oops. Kyrie is no longer a Nike candidate. John Morant's in hot water. Zion, we all know what he's doing in his spare time. I think Wimby is going to sign a hundred million plus shoe contract with Nike. Why would you say Nike is an international player? I think he'd be more prone to go with someone like Adidas. Because Adidas, who has Adidas? Dame and James Harden. Dame. They don't have great gear. Yeah, they got more money. They want. They want. They need an international star, someone that understands the the value of his being close to his country. I mean, 
I think it's more of an Adidas play. I th- we've seen more and more players venture out from the kind of standard Nike play. I think he looks at it and says, this roster's overstocked. I want someone fresh, new, who's going to invest solely in me, understands my culture. And um, all of a sudden, he's wearing red, red, white, and blue Adidas every night. You're a businessman. It's not only money, but it's all the money you get from the residuals of your shoe. No one buys Dame shoe. No one buys Harden shoe. People buy KDs. People buy Giannis's. People buy Jaws. People bought the Kyrie's. You got the Kobe's. Nike just has the better shoe. I don't think you're getting residuals. I think you're just getting name engines. Like I don't think you get a cut of each shoe sold unless I made wait. I was wrong. Jordan negotiated that in his contract, con, initial contract, thanks to the wonderful movie put on um, and Matt Damon running air. the air. Yeah, the um, role of Sonny Beccaro. But I don't think that's the case. I think, I don't know. I, I see, I think he's different. I think Wimby's a little different. He was wearing rose-colored shades. I think he's a little different guy. A little probably, I think he's more European. Than, than say you're going Adidas. I'm going to I'm going the field versus Nike. All right. So you're you open to this bet podcast. Too? <laughs> you take that bet. Yeah, I'll take that bet. If uh, if Wimby goes with the field, then you gotta buy me a Wimby jersey, and I'll send you your Golden State, your boy Santa Clara, when I lose. No, I don't want it. I want you to wear it. <laughs> that's part of the I don't wear it. I don't want to wear it. You don't have to wear it. You just have to buy it. Okay, deal. Deal. I'll put it up behind me. Actually, I got, speaking of deals, I had another endorsement deal. Okay. The number three pick, Scoot Henderson, is going to Portland. Okay. If I am an electric scooter company. I'm calling up Scoot, whether it's Bird or Lime. Anyone the name Scoot, which is short for Scooter, and his game, if you've seen him, he's a dynamic guard who attacks the rim. He's full speed ahead, 120 miles an hour. Some say he's a young Russell Westbrook. So if I'm the VP of marketing for Lime or Bird, I'm offering Scoot a multi-year electronic scooter endorsement deal. If you're scooting to the rim, or if you're scooting to Scarbot, if you're scooting to the rim, or if you're scooting to Scarbot, I can't even say it. One more time. If you're scooting to the rim or scooting to Starbucks, do it on Bird with Scoot Henderson. I, I can see that actually take it. That would work in Portland. That little marketing stamp you put on that would work in Portland. I agree with you, Scoot. Let's talk about Portland and that Scoot traffic, though. Dame. Dame, like they lose by 20 and they show highlights of Dame and applaud him in in Portland. And then you have every East Coast pundit trying to understand what loyalty means and why would you be loyal to a team? Now with the draft of Scoot, I think you had to do it with your Portland organization. You missed on so many draft picks dating back to Bowie. Yeah. And then Odin, and you know, you name it. But he's he was the best player at there. But the question is, how does he coexist with with Dane? Dane and, and Simons. Both of them need the ball. Uh, I, I guess, yeah, you run a three-guard lineup at all times, or at least when those three are on the floor. Simons has been kind of 
asked to lead that second second um, team. But you know what time it is? It's time for Dame to get out of there. Where does he go though? That's that's my question to you. Great question. You know the you know who the Portland Trailblazers are? They're that guy who is gaslighting their girlfriend. They know she deserves better. They know she wants to blossom and pursue another career, but they're holding on to her. They're choking out her dreams. That's what Portland's doing to Dame. They need to get rid of them. They need to trade Dame, or if they really want to go for it, they need to trade Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp, maybe Simons, and multiple draft picks, and try to go after someone like Bam, Jalen Brown, or Mikel Bridges from BK. But even if Portland gets those guys, I still don't think Portland can get to that next level. That's why I think they got to trade Dame and just start start the rebuild. Break I think up with Portland Dame, start over. I think Portland needs to just succeed from the Western Conference and try to move to the East because that's the only way they're going to. They're they're in such a tough tough position with what we've seen with Phoenix do and just absolutely spending boatloads of money. Golden State's always invested. Um, the Lakers, the Clippers, the it's it's tough to compete, and you have a small market. Don't Jody forget Allen. my Nuggets. Well, yeah, exactly. The, the NBA champions now Nuggets. So I just named five teams. Grizz. Sure, the Grizz probably in a, but they're in a Kings. similar spot at Portland. Okay, yes, there you go. Those teams. I think are effectively in a lot better position long-term than, than obviously the Blazers. And it's because of the ownership with Paul Allen passing Jody Allen, taking over that, that organization, the reluctancy to really invest in the, isn't there. That money's going elsewhere. It's going to research for other things. So if you're Dame, yeah, you stick around your, your love, you're loyal. I don't know. You can't go anywhere in the league and, and get treated like you do in Portland. No. Nope. Dane. You got to accept that. And then, two, you got to accept that you're probably not going to be given the green light that you are given in Portland each night. Like, you're going to have to – the offense just absolutely circles around Dane. Wrote, I mean, as that team goes, as that offense goes, Dane goes. Or, um. So I, I don't know if there's no right answer here. If he's going to leave, I don't know where he goes. Like New York, you go to the Knicks. No, we got Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, exactly. Uh, it's like before yesterday, he, people said Boston, but now they traded for Porzingis. Like there's no way they're going to trade for Dan. Yeah. The logical know. move would be Miami. They package like Tyler Hero, some draft picks, and they get Dame to play with Jimmy and Bam. I would love to see that. Yeah, I agree with you there. Let's see if, I mean, we, I don't know, you know, there's a salary cap, and I, I just think Portland's in a tough spot. It'd be a tough time to be a Portland fan. Like, you got to be loyal too if you're a fan too. Yeah. Like, that's the only show in town. That's the only thing they have going for them. So. All right, I'll get off my Portland. I want to be a Portland fan so badly. It's just tough. 
I want them to win because of Dame. He's the antithesis of KD. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on KD. Now he's recruiting Bradley Beal? Oh, my God. When are you going to get off your little KD fix? He's been on, like, 19 teams since he played for your Supersonics. You need to let it go. You You know what? You need to break up with KD right now live on the show. I'll tweet him. I'll tweet him after we get off here. I'll tweet him. Tell him. Let him know. Let him know I sold sold all my signed memorabilia from him in the Sonics. Post the links to the eBay things and see see how we do. Um, maybe I maybe I can buy myself a, a Porzingis. Not a Porzingis. What's your guy from Santa Clara? Porzinski. Porzinski. I'll I'll save the money I I get from that for it by a Porzinski jersey. Listen. He's going to do some things in the league. He's come, he comes to play. Don't sleep on Santa Clara. Broncos, Jalen Williams is great. I like OKC. I, I'll give you credit. You brought OKC to my attention. You were on there early. When you drove out there and it took you six hours on one highway through the cornfields. Yep. I, I think OKC is – I just – SGA is such a great player. I watched him play against Portland last last year, and I think he went, oh, I think, 16 for 16 from the field, 20 for 21 from the free throw line, and like two of two from three, nearly a perfect game. And he, just the way he orchestrated it. I mean, he, he upstaged Dane. And they're, they're another interesting, like, you, you, you can – you can bundle Portland, you can bundle with Memphis and OKC on just kind of where they're all at. And like, it's so hard. They got to, that's why Presti got so many picks. You got to hit on like three or four picks absolutely correctly. Because not a lot of players are wanting to come play at any of those markets for anything. You got to hit on those picks. Those players got to come into the league and produce. And then you got to get rid of them before you pay them. Yeah. You gotta win. You gotta win before you pay them. It's the KD Russ Harden. Like they had their chance to win it. It was when they were young. Yeah. It was early. And then we know where they are now. They're back in it with Chet, Jalen Williams, Giddy, SGA. I like their chances more than the Blazers this year. Me too. All right. Any more NBA? I'm good. I'm gonna scoot out of here. Roy wants a walk too. Let's get let's get out of here. Big Ben and K Win. You can find us Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Are we doing TikTok? Oh yeah, TikTok. I don't know about Big Twitter. Ben. Elon Musk isn't paying his bills. Twitter might be done. Big Ben K Win underscore. You can find us there. Just do Big Ben and you'll you'll track us down. As we said earlier, you can find our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple iTunes. Um yeah, we're out there, man. NBA draft, small market teams, CP3, CP3. Brandon Pozinski, Jordan Poole, see ya. Boom. And we're out. Hey, hold on. We're out like Jordan Poole to the Wizards. <laughs> God. Take that, take that contract.